0: This is one of those moments where Shaman Dirk loses his accessibility in his mission statement because his concept is to bring this ancient practice to the mainstream to make it part of people's lives. But you can't just take ancient medicine and package it up and ignore the context that people are living in right now. Hey there, y'all. Welcome to Woo Woo Bible the podcast where we ditch the dogma so we can connect to something greater than ourselves. My name is Dylan D. Money King. I'm a spiritual life coach, board certified hypnotherapist, and lover of all things mystical, magical, and miraculous. Let's dive in. Hey there, y'all. If you are new here, well then, hey, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. And if you're coming back well then welcome back it's so nice to chat with you again today we are back with another edition of lit lit and I am actually putting a bit of a spin on it today that I'm I'm sort of excited about maybe it's just like the petty person in me I don't I don't know so lit Lit. This is a, a segment where we talk about those awesome books, those soul-nourishing books, those ones that wanna make you jump right out of your seat, make a Pinterest quote, and just change your whole life. And I listened to a book recently that, you know, I <laughs> I, I don't want to dive in too critically to start with, uh, but it, you know, it really, at first, I was like, oh my gosh, yes! And then I was like, oh my gosh, no! And unfortunately, a lot of the time when we're coming into our spiritual journey, our, you know, our spiritual awakening, we might be feeling broken, lost, hurt, and if we don't have good people, and that's obviously a pretty vague term, you know, a nuance here. But if we don't have people who are, who have our best interests at heart, who are really trying to support us and honor our trauma, our lived experience, our humanity, then sometimes the circles that we enter are, are not really the places that we need to be either. And I think that's just important just as important to talk about here on this podcast as we talk about some of the mistranslations and the hypocrisy in the church. Okay, so the book today, the book is Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek. It has a nice little subtitle, um, Shamanic Keys to Reclaim Your Personal Power, Transform Yourself, and Light Up the World very nice title. Very exciting. So first off, who is Shaman Durek? So his name is uh, Durek Verrett. He was born in 1974 near uh, Sacramento, California, that's where he grew up. Uh, he claims on his website to be a sixth generation shaman and he shares some personal stories about that family history in the book um, but outside of that i i couldn't find any interviews or anything um, to corroborate those stories so you know we're just kind of taking him at his word and that's fine you know i i'm not doing like an in-depth trying to discredit him or anything but i i don't have anything to go off of except his word um, so he describes in the book a lot of his upbringing and his shamanic training uh he describes how he died one time and was in a coma for two months um i don't know if this was part of his training or he just considers this like a part of his path um but i do know some people who did go to shaman school and i i don't think that's a required class so maybe it was just a part of what he considers to be his journey um pretty intense stuff. He definitely describes some very traumatic stuff that he went through and that he experienced. Um, There are a lot of inserts throughout the book of his um, experiences. So Of course, um, he says that he beat all the odds, proved every doctor wrong, made a full recovery, all because he trained himself to think properly, thanks to the spirits who were visiting him and telling him that his brain was the thing that was screwing him over and he needed to think with his soul. Um, So... In his life, he also did a little modeling and TV shows, and then decided that his calling was to make the ancient practice of shamanism more accessible to mainstream people. Again, super great. I love this mission. I love people who do this. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, So, since he was, you know, dabbling in the modeling and TV world. He kind of did have a little in with some celebs. He kind of made a little bit of a name for himself. So he had access to some big celebrity names and he has worked with um, a lot of people that you might know, including Gwyneth Paltrow, which depending on how you feel about Gwyneth Paltrow can kind of either make or break this guy for you. People have some strong opinions about her. So that in and of itself may determine whether or not you trust this guy. <laughs> um, he also curses a lot in this book, which I I guess is part of like his mainstream thing. Um, but I don't really like books like that personally, like Unfuck Yourself or The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, those books are so exhausting to me because they spend like 50% of the time cursing of the time talking like they're better than you. And then the rest of the time regurgitating stuff I've heard from literally every other self-help book, except I haven't been so insulted by those other self-help books. Um, So (laughs) that's personally not really my thing. I know some people feel like when they're cursing, they're just expressing themselves and that's totally fine. It's not like I don't curse. I just don't. I don't really, it's not super inspirational for me. So he says this book, like shamanism, is intended to be inclusive, expansive, relational, and quantum. However, I think there are some places in this book where it really misses the mark. Um, so first, we let's talk about some interesting kind of thought-provoking things in the book because there are a lot. There are a lot of things in here where I think he has some very interesting things to say, very interesting things to consider, um, and also some things that are not so great. So Shaman Durick talks about how we get stressed out, overwhelmed, and start to feel stuck in our lives. He says, oftentimes, we seek out things to fix this in material items like a well-paying career or a shopping habit, um, but he claims that we have we've all been brainwashed to believe that these things will make us happy. And I don't I don't disagree with this point. It's actually quite a bit of what I do in my own personal business. Um, so I don't think he's wrong here. This is a problem that people have. He goes on to say that. People are doing this because of the matrix. The matrix is like this intense, scary darkness with a bunch of rules and regulations that holds all the power, and it's in our schools and our jobs and even in death. So now I just shrug my shoulders and say, "Hun." That's capitalism and the patriarchy, but okay, if you want to call it the matrix, that's fine. You know, sure, use that word, but like, you know, okay. He then claims that the matrix wants to keep us in boxes divided up into race, sexuality, and religion so that we can't ever explore diversity. However, there are several spots in the book Later, where he kind of seems to not really be that receptive to different races, sexual orientations, or religions. So I don't, it kind of seems like maybe he's still trapped in pieces of the matrix and that's fine. You know, just because he's a shaman doesn't mean he's perfect, right? So that's okay. So Shaman Durick mentions that the matrix created religion, and that's what has given god a bad rap. And he goes on to say that god is not punishing you and all that god does is love. And you know, all every anything that is hate or fear or punishment, that's not god. That's religion. So I don't really think he's wrong here. I just don't know that I would specifically use the word matrix Um, that's, you know, a pretty good all-encompassing word. And again, if you want to use the word matrix, sure, that's fine. Um, I just think it's a little bit more complicated than that, what dogma has done to make people feel about God. Um, But I'm just not really sold on the word matrix quite yet. If you are then let me know i am genuinely interested to see other people's opinions on this again because shaman dirk is like super abrasive in his approach so it kind of turns me off and i'm not super interested in listening a whole lot um because he is so abrasive so i would be genuinely interested and curious to hear Um, maybe some people who are more interested in having a little bit more of a dialogue Um, and also maybe I just don't like this guy enough to take this whole thing too seriously Um, but again Matrix maybe sure let's consider that Um, he also just really seems to hate the church or any organized religion at all which is um, valid stance to take Um, he takes some jabs saying that If the truth got out, no one would put any money in the collection plate or use a priest to talk to spirit for us. And I'm sure that this is true in some places, 100%. And we have historical record of things like this being true. Um, But personally, I can tell you right now that like, my experience, especially currently, is not that. Um, That the priests I know have called people and asked them, why they no longer come to church and when they said it was because they can't donate money they told them hey don't worry about donating money it's it's fine i'm not i'm not concerned about your money um the priests i know you know they'll offer to pray for you help you pray sure but any priest worth their salt is going to want to help you cultivate a relationship with god much in the way that shaman durek claims he wants to do um I agree that there is very much a historical record of the church trying to separate people in order to create a hierarchy. And there are there are definitely people who still try to do that in this day and age. But I also think that there are people who are not doing that. And I think it's, you know, trying to say that everybody's doing that is just a blanket statement, especially to just lump literally all religions together is... Lacks a lot of nuance here. Um, so, in Durek's extensive training, he claims that he had to study all the world's religions and cultures. Um, but I, I just don't know that he really looked into this too much, or if he did. I think if he, I, I, I think he actually has some healing to do around it, especially considering some of the childhood trauma that he shares. Um, that's just my personal opinion you know, when I am looking for spiritual healers or teachers, or even when I look at churches that I want to attend um, or communities that I want to be a part of, I am looking for people who are going to accept people from all walks of faith, from all levels um, of where they're at on their spiritual journey. And I just don't know that Shaman Durek is that person. So let's get back to the matrix. If the Matrix. Is so bad. Why don't we just leave? <laughs> Shaman Drick, The way he describes the Matrix. It reminds me. Have you ever seen um, Wally? You know the Disney movie. And there's a part in it where um, it's showing like the people. All the people have left Earth. And they're le- living on this spaceship. And all the people are just like um, eating fast food. And drinking soda. And watching TV all the time. Everything's done for them by uh, robots and they're stuck in like this really boring loop of life and they don't even really realize what else is out there because they've been away from like earth and like real life and nature for so long. It's pretty thought-provoking movie you know for all how troublesome Disney can be they have some really uh, nice points that they make in a lot of movies. Um, so that's pretty much what shaman Durek describes as the matrix so he says we got to break free from this and the answer isn't pills like the movie matrix you know red pill blue pill that's what it is right i have i think i've seen that version of the matrix once so that's not that is not my forte i've seen wally more times um the answer is shamanism and in this book he's going to give you tips help you do that Um, there are a couple of things in here um, and i'll share the practices uh, with you or i'll share a couple of the practices with you so he starts off by giving a little bit about what shamanism is he clarifies that it is not a religion which given how much he hates organized religion one would expect that and he says that shamans are there to support you in cultivating your own relationship with spirit. Shamanism looks at life really expansively, engaged, loving, impartially. He calls it um, an invitation to go deep within and connect with that infinitely loving, limitless power that resides in each and every one of us learn to cultivate that power, harness it, and use it in service to the evolution of this planet, species, and yourself. Again, like, this sounds like the best thing in the world, right? Like, this is really exciting stuff. Like, who, like, a lot of people would want to learn about this. It's, It's really exciting. So shamans, shamans look at everything on earth and see it's Life force, it's energy, it's spirit. They're looking at trees, they're looking at rocks. It's all good. I don't, I don't know if my headphones or my laptop have a life energy. Um, you know, they have battery lives. Um, that is not covered specifically here. Um, probably should have included that in the fact. Um, but my laptop is probably part of the matrix. It's an Apple, so it is definitely part of capitalism. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke for anybody who's taking me seriously. Shamanism is very much nature related and my laptop is, is a computer. I am being incredibly facetious here. Um, so, so shamans, they've been around for forever, like forever, forever, ever, ever. Um, and their job Um, within you know tribes or even um, just like communities is to connect with spirits and restore balance to the tribe. So some shamans are like elemental shamans like water. Some are like plants or um, animal shamans. Some use hallucinogens to connect with spirits. But Shaman Durek is a spirit shaman. So he's just always in touch. He doesn't need any water or anything. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's spirit shamanism. Also a joke in the book, he describes in depth how he was born with this gift. It's a sixth generation shaman. I'm really just digging in here. I'm just making a lot of jokes. Um, So I hope you guys can appreciate it a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm offending you. I think this is a pretty good, um, esta- you know explanation of shamanism, um, with, for people who are not familiar, because. A lot of people, especially in Western culture, probably have not, haven't really heard a lot about, uh, shamanism. So I appreciate that he does take the time to explain some of it. Um, even if he does do a lot of it in uh, a condescending way, which I'm not the only person who feels this way. I read a lot of reviews, um, and a lot of people felt that the entirety of the book was egotistical and complaining and tearing people down. Um, But he does tend to come back to this theme of I know you can't understand this because you haven't died and aren't a sixth generation shaman, but I saw it when it happened to me. So just believe me. That's kind of the overall vibe with a lot of really good nuggets sprinkled in. Um, he also ends up using words like whack and lit and pop rocks for some reason, I don't really understand the use of pop rocks, um, I'm also unsure if he talks like this all the time. If he like, if he goes around in his regular life saying the word "whack," I'm not really sure what that is. It reminds me of the meme with the old guy with the skateboard, and he's like, "What up, fellow kids?" Um, just trying to like be cool for the sake of being cool. Again, like with the excessive cursing, it that's how it all comes off to me. It's just really off-putting. Um, I think it probably appeals to a certain type of person. That person is definitely not me. So Shaman Durek talks about how in shamanism, there is no good or bad or right or wrong. There is darkness and there is light. And even the darkness isn't bad. Darkness Is just an energy frequency that needs love to return it to the light. I really like the description that he uses. Um, He talks about ink in a glass of water. So he says ink being in a glass of water doesn't make the water invalid. The ink isn't inherently bad either, it's just ink. The water isn't better than the ink and the ink isn't better than the water. The water just needs to be purified in order to go back to its original state. And I really like this example um, of kind of showing like us as the water. And if we, you know, have ink that we come into contact with, it's not that we're like dirty or unworthy because we have ink we just need to let the ink go back to being its ink and we go back to being our water because that's what we're intended to be. And I I like that um, metaphor. I think it's a pretty good metaphor. Um, He says that, you know, our task here is not to blame the darkness, shame the darkness, or fight it, but to embrace it, And all the lessons it is illuminating. And honestly, that may be the most helpful thing that he says in this entire book. Like that's one of my favorite parts. um, Because so many people do struggle and fight and um, blame and shame. He's exactly right. He uses like the exact right words. I love this part, this part of the book. And that's when exactly what I'm talking about. He has these, these moments where he is really talking about some wonderful, wonderful things. And he really has some great lessons. And then kind of says something really strange that i don't agree with but this part i really really do like about the darkness and the light and the and embracing the darkness i think that's a really beautiful way to illustrate shadow work and inner child healing um this part is also really good he has a long spiel about masculine and feminine energies all to get to the point about emotions where he makes a very good statement emotions are never wrong and emotions are never bad. Emotions are energetic tools that allow us to feel what it is we are experiencing. They are markers from the universe saying, you are here now. Feeling our feelings is what allows us to connect with the truth. That is beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. He then immediately goes into the next section to say that although our feelings aren't bad, our brain screws them up and because we're sad, the universe gives us more sad things. I hate this thought process. It is so gross to me to say to someone, I see you're very depressed. Did you know by being depressed, you're making more things to be depressed about happen to you Like, dude, that's not it. (laughs) This is my ultimate problem with the book is that he'll have something really good and juicy to say and then screw it up a paragraph later. So um, he does give one really good tip related to emotions, though. He says, shift the language from I am sad or I am angry to I am feeling sad or I am feeling angry. And I do think that this is a good tip and something I would recommend also to support you in detaching from your emotions and moving through them more easily instead of taking them on as a part of your identity. Um, I do also like this little piece where he's describing the phrase high glamour. The Matrix has this high glamour superpower where it's just going to reel really you in with that. Fast car big house hot body marketing again I'm just like yeah bruh capitalism but okay yeah let's smash it up kill the matrix and it's not a hundred percent fancy stuff the glamour can even be stuff like outrage so that we get distracted from the real problems I don't know so much about this. I guess it depends on what you're outraged about. I mean, like, you know, Karen's getting mad at the grocery store clerk because their coupon is expired. I'm gonna say that's the matrix. Um, outraged because of social justice issues. I think this is exactly the sort of thing we are supposed to pay attention to, process our feelings and look to God for what we are being called to do next. To expect anyone to just shrug and say, good vibes only, life is a matrix, when Russia invaded Ukraine is absolutely ridiculous. So we get to this point where he talks about a technique, and I did try this technique. Um, Well, I did a version of this technique because I don't have a million candles or a way to do this super safely. And I will say that the version that I did was really helpful and really supportive. Um, So I do recommend this or at least something similar that um, you might come up with that suits you. Um, So what he talks about is fire scrying, and this is a super old practice, which is kind of his vibe, right? You know, ancient practice into the mainstream. Um, So scrying is really simple, although honestly, I feel like he makes it a little bit more complicated. He says, grab five candles, a clock, and go into a dark room put the candles at each compass point and one in front of you, and then sit with just the candles and no other light for five minutes, looking into the candle flame, thinking about a particular thought like who you are or your ideal career. Um, He says to do this every single day, bumping up the time until you can do this for an hour because it will prove just how strong of a will that you have. I am literally rolling my eyes because in the next paragraph, he's going to talk about how sad it is that we have crappy self-esteem. But he has also insinuated that if you can't find an hour to sit in the dark with five candles every day, that you don't have a very strong will and will always be poor and unhappy and stuck in the matrix. Now, um, when I did this, I just had one candle and I sat down in a dark room and I put on some bonfire type meditation music. I lit the candle and I just sat for a while letting anything come that wanted to come. Eventually I pulled some Oracle cards and I journaled, I sat for way longer than five minutes. Um, but that's what felt right. And overall I really enjoyed the ritual. So if this is appealing to you, I would recommend trying it safely. Please do not burn your house down. Um, so Then Shaman Durek talks about how time is not linear, how it's all running around with the past, present, future occurring all at the same time. Again, he's like, I know you don't believe me. And I'm like, you're not the only person in the world who's saying this. Um, I think this section tiptoes on a line here. He references that the concept of having to pay your dues is ridiculous, which I absolutely agree with. but there's definitely a difference between working hard and just having to be shit on to be shit on because that's like a rule or something. Um, but I also think it's kind of tone deaf. A lot of manifestation talk can come across this way where we're saying bullshit like, you're just not aligned and that's why you're struggling. I'm just ignoring a, like people's reality right now and their lived experience. Like, okay. Or, you know, sometimes we say things like this. Because if you don't feel the feeling of going out there and needing love and great energy and feeling supported and nurtured in your journey forward, you're just going to stay where you are and stay in limbo. That was a clip of Shaman Durek's YouTube. Again, he has some sort of inspirational things motivating in a way, but it's it's like I just want him to modify it slightly to come off as a little bit more understanding. Because it's not the impression I get, and he is going to say worse things later on. Yay! Um, his little tidbit of advice in this chapter is to write your goals in the present tense, which is pretty basic manifestation. So this is kind of lackluster, in my opinion. If you were someone who had never read anything, maybe it would be news to you. Uh, but if you've been on a spiritual Instagram page, you've probably already seen this. Um, There's a lot of stuff about self-love and being selfish and narcissism and a lot of stories about him growing up um, with the spirits of important people he sees, like MLK. Again, it's like if you've never read anything before, the tips might be good. But if you've picked something up before, you'll probably be like, oh, okay, he's talking about inner child healing and calling it soul talk for some reason. Um, He also has a chapter called how to manifest like a motherfucking shaman which makes me laugh a lot Um, it tells you everything that you already know about manifestation is wrong um, but then pretty much describes every single thing that i've ever heard about manifestation exactly the same so i don't know that he actually added a lot of insight here other than confirming that people should stop doing things like the 55 by 5 method and just surrender their manifestations over to the universe so So next, Shaman Durek goes into answering the question of what is darkness? You know, this matrix thing, it's so dark. What does the darkness even look like? And he says, you know, we've been conditioned to think darkness is like things that go bump in the night, ghosts, monsters, devils. But a lot of darkness is not that blatantly obvious. So he describes the darkness that comes in inside of our own minds. The kind that sounds just like our own voices, our own thoughts, but it tells us that we're worthless, that we're unlovable. And I definitely agree with this concept. I am not a proponent of the literal devil. I think that the worst darknesses live inside of ourselves, inside of our own minds. And I also feel like when we confront those darknesses with shadow work and inner child healing, we often come to the realization that these kind of perceptions of what's quote unquote wrong with us isn't in alignment with the highest version of ourselves, the authentic self, source, who we're intended to be all of those pieces. Durek claims that the darkness that creates these thoughts is a stuck spirit who passed before they could get over a trauma. Um, So this is fine. This is one belief that exists. Um, I don't know how i feel about it personally but this is what he presents as his belief and you can choose for yourself whether or not you believe it um and that they are being drawn to us because we have gone through a similar trauma and now they are feeding off of us um so i think there's a lot more nuance than he's allowing for here but again this is definitely up to you. Um, He does give a very good list of questions to ask to check in with our discernment when thoughts run through our mind that are maybe not so supportive, um, or as he says, potentially an underworld spirit. And the list is, do I feel lifted? Do I feel nurtured? Do I feel honored? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel respected? Do I feel good? I think that's just a really good list in general for uh, thoughts that pop up, situations you're unsure of, decisions you're trying to make. Like this is just this is just a really good list of questions. Um, but. In the situation he's describing, you ask yourself these questions and you determine that the thought is coming from an underworld spirit and you want to deal with it. Durick's spirit hack is um, to protect yourself and be very strong in anything that you say. So you want to absolutely stand with your arms folded across your chest. And begin a conversation with the spirit, asking if it is, in fact, an underworld spirit. And then ask it some questions like how it's serving you, why you have held on to it, um, challenging the thought that came up. And you have to do this all with unconditional love and acceptance. So no fighting a spirit. This is not a horror movie. Where you're going in guns a blazing. That's not what we're doing here. Okay. This is about love and light. And then you just want to send the spirit back into the light. So I this is fine. This is a nice, um, a nice version. Um, and I think that, you know, I would very much do something similar. Just probably not taking the opinion that it is an underworld spirit. Um, how I would personally recommend... Um practicing when you're coming across a dark thought is uh, taking a breath, counting down from five, so five, four, three, two, one, and then saying a mantra or affirmation. The one I generally recommend is something like um, take this fear and turn it into love. Um, so a very similar process. It's just um, kind of taking out the concept of the underworld spirit but again if that's something that you want to uh, choose to believe and that what is what feels right to you then absolutely um you know incorporate it into your practices Um, he then talks about how we can inherit pain from our ancestors Again, he kind of comes across like nobody else is teaching this, but lots of people are. Trauma trained people are aware of this. Genetics talks about this. So, like, I agree that your ancestors are important in both your physical and mental and emotional wellness, but like, most people are currently aware of that. Um, he makes a statement that your ancestral trauma um, could be the reason that you're poor. <laughs> Which is complicated to say the least, um, since we have seen that generational wealth is a huge reason for the wealth gap. Um, you know, we have 2019 records showing that black households had a median wealth of 24,100 versus white households having 189,100. No need to get your calculators out. That's a gap of $165,000. So I do think that mindset and ancestral trauma are all important factors in this. Like these are pieces. I think it's a pretty bold claim to just say, hey, you know, put an ancestral altar up, throw some dollar bills on there. Your ancestors will be appeased, you'll heal your trauma, and then you'll be a millionaire. This is one of those moments where Shaman Dirk loses his accessibility in his mission statement because his concept is to bring this ancient practice to the mainstream to make it part of people's lives. But you can't just take ancient medicine and package it up and ignore the context that people are living in right now. That's a piece of it. Um, this may be my least favorite part, um, where Shaman Durick has a little chapter called Fuck Forgiveness, where he says, forgiveness binds us and limits us and holds us back. Forgiveness is the worst. I... I don't think shaman durek fully understands forgiveness or maybe i mean i guess we just have really vastly understandings and opinions on forgiveness and again that's fine i i feel like he's looking at forgiveness as like this social construct of of like children being forced to apologize when they don't really mean it um he even gives an example of a client who claims to have forgiven her mom, but hasn't. And he says it's because forgiveness is at fault, but you know, and I'm just saying, I don't know this client. I haven't spoken to her. I wasn't there, but I don't think that's the reason, um, that she is still struggling. Forgiveness is a process. Um, but I'm definitely going to take this into consideration, reflect on it some. I'm working on a course on forgiveness. So thank you, Shaman Durek. I will um, take this into consideration as I create that course for people. Hmm. Um, He talks about alignment over hustle, entitlement, but I'm going to be honest, by the end of the book, even though bashing hustle culture is one of my favorite things, I am so burnt out from his writing style that I'm just skimming because it's too abrasive for me. Um, Towards the end of the book, Shaman Durek makes some very questionable comments about being transgender. He first says it's fine that if someone is authentically called to medically transition, but then says taking hormonal pills is bad and they're forcing their bodies to function in a way they shouldn't function. He also writes being trans isn't about what kind of pronoun you choose to label yourself with and get all huffy about, which okay, for someone who talks a lot about finding your authentic self inside the matrix, I just wanna say that the matrix is an allegory for trans, by the way, have you looked into that? Shaman Derek, have you do you know that? Okay, um, he literally references the movie in the beginning of the book, so. Um, man, he sure is acting sus about these people who wanna express themselves authentically and wanna break free of the matrix that they have been put into. He seems to think that people should just care less about whether or not people get their pronouns right and focus more on their energy. Maybe that's not what he meant when he wrote that, but it really does come off that way. And it is really off-putting. It's really off-putting. it's really off-putting. Um, So that's a pretty basic summary of Shaman Durek's spirit hacking. I don't know that there's really a whole lot of shamanic keys per se in here. Um, there are some nice quotes. I did enjoy learning fire scrying. And I did really like the questions for self-reflection when a thought pops up. And one more thing that I want to include. It's not actually in this book. It's in an interview he did. Um, Shaman Durek has been quoted as talking about how when women have too many sexual partners, they then get imprints inside their vaginas. Ladies, did you know this? only ladies. So if you're trans because he doesn't acknowledge you except to tell you that you're wrong and stop altering nature, this doesn't apply. No worries though. Ladies, if your vagina has too many imprints, he has an exercise for that. So make sure you follow him for more spirit hacks. Of course y'all, I'm, I am kidding. I'm kidding. Overall, I would give this book like Um, Two out of five lits and zero pop rocks. (laughs) I might be being a bit dramatic, um, but there are definitely resources out there teaching very similar concepts in ways that are less problematic and more supportive of women, LGBTQ, and other disenfranchised communities. um, Because frankly, I just feel like he fails to recognize the realities of where people are and meet them where they're at despite having shared what seems to be some pretty extreme circumstances. um, He adopts a no-nonsense attitude, which for him means sometimes these things aren't what you want to hear. But I think a lot of time that just ends up being disrespectful and unaware. Oh, this episode was way too long. I'm sorry. Um, But I did want to talk about this book because it's so important when you are getting started on your spiritual journey or branching out and reading new things to keep that discernment in your pocket. It's a huge tool. And when things are resonating, use them and then leave everything else. All right, y'all. Well, let me know what you thought about this book. Have you read it? Did you like it? What are your thoughts? Slide up into my DMs over on Instagram. My handle over there is at Queen of Grit. And let me know if there's any books you want to talk about next. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, turn them into better people. And if you're looking for support on your spiritual journey, I'm not going to recommend Shaman (laughs) Durick. I'm just going to let you know that I've added a brand new package to my one-on-one coaching program to make it more accessible both financially and time-wise. I'm going to drop all the links for you to check out the program in my show notes. And of course, you can always DM me or email me if you want to chat about it. Other than that, I hope you have a beautiful Wednesday, a wonderful week. And remember, until next time... Stay mystical, note the magical, and embrace the miracles. Bye!